0: Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with the lead pastor of Emanuel Church, Danny Anderson. Hey, guys. Hi, Pastor Danny.
1: Good to see you, Rach.
0: Well, we have a topic, and I know I say this every single time, but you're going to want to get your paper and your pen, and you're going to want to read the show notes for this one because we have a topic today that can help every single person that is listening to this podcast. Mm. And it is about breaking through obstacles and talking about obstacles today you know before we even get started let's define what an obstacle is for our listeners
1: so good yeah so an obstacle well first of all good good to see or good to be with all of our listeners today welcome back thanks we for tuning in coming back yes we appreciate you listening and coming back uh hopefully we're adding value to your life here mm-hmm. so that's that's the main goal Um, Yeah. So an obstacle. Okay. So an obstacle is very, very simple. It's something that's in our way. (laughs) We're on a path. We're going to do something, whatever we're trying to do, get a degree, start a family, you know, whatever it is. And all of a sudden something falls down. I'm thinking of like a path when you're, or if you're, if you're a mountain bike rider and you're riding and there's a tree in the, I mean, isn't you have to figure out a way to get over that obstacle. Mm -hmm. And that's really Mm -hmm. what we're talking about when we say obstacles.
0: And every single person, has obstacles, whether it's dealing with a difficult coworker, dealing with a family member that you have tension with, you come in on Monday morning and your boss dumps a bunch of work on you. And then there's other ones that are that are uh, closer to the heart, like maybe you grew up with an alcoholic parent or you're still you're still dealing with that. You have chronic pain. You've suffered through a, a big betrayal in your life. That could be an obstacle in you moving forward. Or, you know, one that many people have to navigate is when one of their family members or their selves have cancer mm-hmm. and they they have to navigate that. So I guess what I'm asking today is, can you encourage us? Encourage us, like, why is it so important for our lives that we learn how to overcome and navigate obstacles.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. We all have them. Mm-hmm. A lot of our obstacles are in the workplace. I mean, those of us who are for in sure. the I mean, if we have obstacles whether it's a coworker or a boss. like you. <laughs> hopefully I'm not an obstacle. I was you. Don't worry. <laughs> I try not to be. No, um, no, no. but you know, it's it's uh we all have these things that that are getting in our way that make mm-hmm. it difficult for us to make progress. You know, some people are trying to buy a house, you know, there's obstacles, the bank doesn't doesn't give you the more, you know, the loan or or, or whatever. And we have to learn how to get over these obstacles uh, because if we don't, we stop, we get stuck. Right. We can get derailed in our life. Right. Um, Something negative happens to us. Um, and we can get discouraged. And if we don't learn how to get over that negative circumstance, the discouragement will stay with us and could turn into depression. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we spiral out of control and we get off yeah. the path and we don't get to where we were wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know it's so critical for us to learn how to jump over obstacles, get around obstacles in some way, because if we don't, we don't become the people we're supposed to become. We don't get to the places we're supposed to get to. Um, I know, I know that there's some people that are perpetually angry and irritated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're going through life. They're just frustrated every single day because they haven't figured out how to overcome or get around certain obstacles in their life. Mm -hmm. And, And it drives me crazy when I don't, make progress. And it really burdens me to when I see other people not making progress in their life, because I know they're trying to get somewhere and they have to learn how to overcome that obstacle.
0: Absolutely. And this, this resonates with me personally. When I said every person, I meant every person because I remember when I was going to college, the obstacle of being the first person in my family to go to school after high school and thinking you're never going to graduate. So it was circumstances and my mindset that were this huge obstacle and caused a lot of issues as I was trying to move through through college. And even recently um, having a work obstacle where uh, it was it was tough I mean I think no matter what profession you're in and pastors certainly aren't excluded from this obstacles come up mm-hmm. and maybe daily but big ones you know throughout your professional career mm-hmm. and I don't it gets you can get stuck before you know it so. absolutely
1: and you know I th- just to cut you off real quick no, sorry you no, mentioned me you mentioned one that I think is perhaps... Uh, one of the biggest obstacles that people have is their own mindset. Yeah, What they think about themselves mm-hmm. can be oftentimes the biggest obstacle they have in their life. I'm not smart enough right or i don't i'm not talented enough i don't have enough experience Well, right. well nobody likes me or or whatever that you know, I, don't, I don't come from the right family right. um or i don't have the right skin color or i don't or i'm not the right gender or whatever right. it, it those types of things can be our biggest obstacles that prevent us from moving forward in life you mentioned that what what were you thinking and I'll, I'll turn it back on you what were you <laughs> thinking when you were in college what, what was the mindset that was stopping you from from you know getting that degree
0: yeah it was it, i I can tell you um, that's a curveball. So in high school, I was A, B, and some C students. So when I got to college, I thought, okay, everybody here is A students. They all have their family paying for it. So it was obstacles like, I got to work full time while I go to school. And when I hit the four-year mark, and I was like, I still don't have a bachelor's degree. Mm. Hmm, You're probably not going to make it to the end. But I did, it's... It's tough because the other part was I thought you can't do what your parents didn't do. Mm. So you're not going to be...
1: You can't go further than they did. Right. You Mm -hmm. can't go
0: further than... That's your lid, Mm -hmm. which... Uh, just isn't, isn't that interesting? Wasn't true for me educationally. Sure. And a lot of times I would look around and think, yeah, hey, Rillsville, you don't belong here. Mm. Like that was the other piece that was <laughs> a huge mindset. But as I started to realize, oh, wait, I am doing it, that was when the, the shift started. But I can't even remember when that started. So if we're helping listeners not have to (laughs) take seven years to get a bachelor's degree, but done is done. You made it. You did it. done is done. You overcame the (laughs) obstacle. Exactly. Where do we start? Where would you advise to start?
1: Okay, so a few years ago, you and I read a book called The Obstacle is the Way Mm -hmm. by Ryan Holiday. He's written some other books, Stillness is the Key, Ego is the Enemy. Those are, we recommend, both of us recommend those books if you can get a hold of them and read them. They're also on Audible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first section of the book, The Obstacle is the Way, I think is the best section. He Mm -hmm. calls it uh, basically section one is perception. And he defines perception uh, this way. He says, perception is how we understand what occurs around us and what we decide those events mean. I absolutely love that definition. Basically what he's saying is that our perception is our interpretation of what happens to us. Yeah, And he says, we get to make that Choice. I give you an, a, an example of something that happened to me just the other day. Um, my daughter called. She was at choir practice, and it was either me going to pick her up or my wife was going to mm-hmm. pick her up. So I chose to, you know, um, go pick her up. And and I was tired, and it was a long day. And so I go. Le- we I pull out of my neighborhood. I turn left onto the main street, and I must have either looked down at the radio or a text message or something. I wasn't paying attention, and I totally smashed into a telephone pole. Thankfully not head on, right, but right. It's, I saw it at the last second. I, I just didn't turn, yeah. you know, my turn wasn't tight enough. And I smashed the whole side mirror. I mean, completely destroyed it. Yeah. And it was this huge bang. And I was like, what was that? Oh my gosh. And so I, I pulled over and I got out of the car and, and I pulled into this, this guy's driveway yeah. and I got out and I looked back and there was the mirror the glass was on the, you know, on the ground. Oh and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hit the telephone. Pole. I can't believe this. And, and that was the event that took place. The thing that came right after that, it was almost a millisecond was what does this mean? Right. It means my wife is going to be at me. It means we're going to have to pay $500 to fix this. It means I'm going to have to spend you know, take the car into the dealership and negative, 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 negative. I'm an idiot. Why wasn't I paying attention? Oh my gosh, I'm dogging myself. Yeah. And that, that is the meaning that I attached to that event. Yeah. And then, as I got back in the car, and I'm okay, I'm, I picked my daughter up. I'm, now I have some space to rethink. And I'm like, try, I'm trying to practice what mm-hmm. I've learned in this book. And I suddenly began to gave, give the event a different meaning. I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, that could have been a person. Right. Thank God I didn't hit a person. Right. Um, I could have hit the pole head on. Yeah. The, then the whole car would have been wrecked, you know. Right. Right. Um, it, you know, I, it this is this could have been 10 times worse than what it was right and uh plus on top of this now i get to go see roy over at the uh the the, <laughs> the body shop <laughs> cuz i haven't seen roy since the last time i smashed my car <laughs> Well, was Roy there? We yeah, have and, to and so sure enough, I went to see Roy and he was there and he <laughs> took care of me and we had a great conversation and, and we're, we're friends. <laughs> and so I started to put some positive uh, um, meanings to this event. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is a great wake up call. I got to pay yeah. attention. I can't look at my phone when I'm driving.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, come on. This is a, this is like, I mean. I felt like it was God saying, wake up, bud, stop, you know, pay attention when you're driving uh, before something uh, worse happens. So I took those positive meetings from that event and it ended up being a, um, not a good thing, but a learning, a thing I could learn from.
0: So are you saying that, uh, no, because, you know, hitting your mirror doesn't feel like a good thing, but you're saying that in any instance or event, we have a choice in it.
1: All. Yes, yes. In fact, in the book, he says, he, uh, Holiday puts it like this We can see opportunity in every disaster hmm. and transform that negative situation into an education, a skill set, or a fortune. Seen properly, everything that happens to us, be it an economic crash or personal tragedy, is a chance to move forward. What a powerful statement.
0: The events themselves don't have meaning. You give it the
1: meaning. Yes, 100%. Most people don't realize that. Most people do not realize Mm -hmm. that between the event and the meaning that we give the event, there's a choice. They just think that those things are automatically connected. If something negative happens, then there's negative meaning to it.
0: Right.
1: Well, that's not necessarily true. There's the events that take place, and then there's the meaning that we choose to give the events Mm -hmm. that determine whether or not that event is something negative or positive in our mind. Uh, I'll give you an example. We're pastors and uh, I'm sure you get this. I know I get this a lot. People will come to me and they will talk about something negative that happened in their life, yeah. um, a breakup or uh, the, you know, they got fired or something, something just really tough. Um, sometimes a diagnosis, yeah. uh, a, a negative diagnosis. And they'll say to me, I think that God is punishing me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'll start talking about how they've lived you know, bad in in a bad way in the past, and you know right. this is God's God's way of punishing them, and and they've automatically connected meaning to this event. Which which uh, when they do that, they're casting this negative shadow uh, or, or or meaning on God and the way He handles people. And and I'm not saying God doesn't punish us from time to time. I mean, I think that sure. He treats us as a, uh, any good father would treat us. Mm-hmm. But that does. But just because negative events happen, doesn't automatically mean that God is disciplining a person or punishing a person. Uh, so we have to realize that we have the choice to do, to, to give events the proper meaning.
0: You know, I remember Holiday saying, um, there's the vent and then there's the story you tell yourself about what it mm-hmm. means. And that was really helpful for me in the most recent obstacle that, the the one that you brought the book to me about, to, because I was telling myself, oddly enough, I didn't realize until we were just recording this, that uh, the story of you don't belong here, mm-hmm. you don't belong here, was coming back up, maybe I don't fit. And I was like, and when we just were talking about the college thing, that's the story, that's the reoccurring story that was uh, coming back up in that, so... Um, I found that statement to be very powerful. It was one of the two things that stuck out
1: really well to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the things I've seen a lot of people do is when they, when they really mess something up, whether they fail a class or they get fired or, or, or they, just, they just fail at something, mm-hmm. so many times people will attach a meaning to that event. And, and, this, is, and this is what it sounds like. I'll never be good enough. Yeah. I am a failure. Look what I did.
0: Mm.
1: Look at this event, this and then they 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 give themselves an identity or a meaning yeah. from that specific event. And that's 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 oh that's one of the the fastest ways to get yourself in a in a hole and yeah. stuck cuz now if you are a failure then what's the point of trying anything else. Exactly. If you're not good enough, why would you ever try to start a business or go back to school or or whatever? Exactly. Why would anybody want to marry me? You know, I'm I'm, right. I'm, unlo- I'm unlovable. Look, this person broke up with me. They mm. dumped me. Mm-hmm. He divorced me. I must be unlovable. You know, and now now you don't even look for a person to 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 date or to be with.
0: Right. And
1: so it's such a dangerous trap.
0: Yeah. And and you can start to spiral in there really really quickly the other thing that Holiday gave me which is a practical measure that was super good was um, think about this as if you're not it's not happening to you pull yourself out I'm an emotional person pretty passionate (laughs) (laughs) and if I can pull myself out and think okay if this was happening to my best friend how would I help her handle Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. If this was happening to my child, how would I parent them through that? That was a very helpful, practical tool.
1: Okay. Tell tell us why, because there's a lot there that you just, I mean, he talks about it in the book and I think everybody should read it, but why is that so helpful?
0: Well, because it removed the emotion piece just enough. I mean, when something happens to someone you love, you still have empathy. You Mm -hmm. still care, Mm -hmm. but it removed it enough. That I could think clearly and advise myself on what I really should be doing.
1: Yes, and you said it right there. And, and Holiday points this out in the book: when we are the ones involved involved in the event, mm-hmm. we're emotional. Yeah. And, and emotions, our emotions tend to cloud our ability to think clearly and use logic. Yeah. And so we start giving meaning and telling stories that don't make any sense, right. that aren't even true mm-hmm. because we're emotional. We're upset, we're angry, we're fearful, frustrated, whatever, whatever the emotion is. Right. And, and all of a sudden this story we're telling ourselves is one that we would never tell a friend. No. You, know, you, you mentioned earlier uh, about being a mom and, and you just launched, I, I just, we just launched our first kid to college. You just launched your first kid to college. Right. And, and tell, tell our listeners a little bit of what we were processing earlier about yeah. that. I love this, this part.
0: This really took away some of the mom guilt too, to be able to say, um, if someone is like, if you're, you're, your adult child making choices that they may not be wrong, they may just be choices that you wouldn't make mm-hmm. for them. Or you
1: didn't raise them to make. And you're like
0: uh, panicking about it. But the at the end of the day, they have free will. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. If a friend of mine had come to me and said, well, I don't want my child to go to that college. That's not where I think he'll grow the best. That's not what, okay, calm down. Let's step back. That's his choice. Mm-hmm. That's where he wants to mm-hmm. go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Lord's leading him. He has free will.
1: Mm-hmm. Or to date that person or to... to, Exactly, or
0: to even marry that person. I mean, we can talk through with our kids lots of different things or to, you know, for younger high school kids, their will is emerging and you may not want them to date at all, but then they they do.
1: (laughs) And here's what I love about that because, and I have a mom, she's awesome. I'm married to a mom. Right. (laughs) And most moms... Will not be able to make that that leap of what you just said. Right. What they will do, and you know this because you know this whole the big thing out there called mom guilt. Yes. Whatever their their uh, college kids or even young adult children are doing and deciding right. choices they're making, they will say, "Well, that's my fault." Yeah. Well, I should have done better as a mom. I should have, you know, uh, and they feel guilty about decisions that their young adult is making. Right. And I'm not saying that there's no influence there at all but but to take ownership, complete ownership of your child's being. Right. Like that's that's typically what moms do and they say what's well, my fault? And, and that's the story they tell themselves. And then they live in this guilt and this shame that I, like I failed my child, my child, instead of stepping back and saying, wait a second, you did a great job. Like you're doing right now. You're, you're, and, and now this child has free choice and free will. Yeah. And, and that's not your fault. That's not on you. Right. <laughs> that's not, your, you're not guilty for that.
0: Right. That's
1: right. so. Huge. Most, I think most moms can't do that.
0: And here's the thing that people don't talk about about mom guilt. And I know that's not what we're talking about, but lots of moms, this is their obstacle. Here's the thing. It starts to sow seeds of resentment and bitterness against your kid mm. because there's you don't see it coming until it's there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can... Like if I'm coaching a friend, which is what Holiday is saying you should do for yourself if this wasn't happening to you, how would you help the person? You don't want that between you and your kid. You mm-hmm. love your kid mm-hmm. unconditionally, mm-hmm. and you're just letting something sneak in there and it make a tension between you and your child.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it. But one of my favorite quotes in the in the first section of the book is is uh, it goes like this. He says, "Through our perception of events, we are complicit in the creation as well as the as well as the destruction of every one of our obstacles." Mm. That perhaps is one of the greatest quotes in the book. What he's saying there is that it's on us to interpret events correctly. And the interpretation we give to events is either going to make this obstacle bigger Mm -hmm. or it's going to tear it down and destroy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. so what would you do for you? I mean, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. I want to overcome. I want to jump over. I want to tear down the obstacles in my life, which means I need to be incredibly diligent on interpreting events correctly and mm-hmm. giving them the proper meaning. One of the one of my favorite Bible verses in in the entire Bible uh, is James chapter one mm. two through four, and this and it's because of this very. It teaches this very concept. Uh, James says this, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, mm. which you would think, what? Yeah. How is trouble an opportunity for joy? It you, it's an opportunity like it's for like, sadness. It's right, an opportunity right. to cry. And But here's why. Again, here's the perception. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Mm. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Wow, mm-hmm. that's life-changing. What James mm-hmm. is saying is that if you can interpret negative events, troubles, problems, difficulties that come into your life, whether it's a, a coworker or a boss or a spouse or whatever, mm-hmm. if you can look at that and say, wait a second, this is an opportunity... For joy, because this difficulty is going to produce in me mm-hmm. a stronger faith, more endurance, more steadfastness. Therefore, this is a positive thing, even though, even though it doesn't feel positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I'm, I'm going to attach proper meaning to this negative event. that will allow you to overcome any obstacle. Can you imagine if you had that mindset? Well, if good. anyone had that mindset, yeah, when, when they're looking at their problems, mm-hmm. they'd be an overcomer. Yes. they jump over it because they, they would see it as something positive. Where do we start?
0: Like, where does somebody take their first step in it?
1: So good, so good. So let's get real practical. I think the first thing I would tell our listeners, myself included you, yeah. is uh, to recognize, number one, recognize that events don't have meaning in themselves. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> we give it meaning. right? Secondly, you know, realize that you have the power to choose to do that. Mm. I am. I interpret events. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. This means that God is growing me. Mm-hmm. This means that God is stretching me. This means that my faith is going to deepen. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to build endurance. This there's there's a we're teaching ourselves to that there's a silver lining in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three, I would say act like act like your own coach. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really referring back to is what you were saying about removing the emotion. Right. Take a step back and pretend as if this situation, this trouble, this obstacle, isn't happening to you.
0: Right. Right. It's happening
1: right. to somebody else. Right. And then you're detached from it, and now you can look at the situation without all of the emotion anger, frustration, fear, whatever. And because you lack the emotion, you can see clearly. Yeah. And then you can give great advice. Hey, buddy, this is gonna, this is gonna be okay. Look, yeah. this, is your, yeah. this is gonna make you stronger. This is gonna, you're gonna learn a huge lesson from this. I mean, this is gonna benefit you. And, you know, this is gonna provide you an opportunity to connect with people. No emotion, you can see clearly.
0: Yeah, it is really, really helpful. I mean, even if we not to bring up the sore subject of the car, but even if we <laughs> go, even if we go back to um, when you hit the pole, your maybe your first reaction might always be, ah, oh, this is terrible. But then you said you do have to consciously walk yourself back and remove yourself from it because if somebody else is there, they're not going to be worried. And yeah,
1: and and in fact the guy was there. There was a, the guy at his house. The, the pole. When you are in the driveway? Yeah, I hit, I hit a pole right in front of this guy's house. He was sitting on his <laughs> front porch <laughs> drinking a beer. And so he, 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 he I pull into his driveway and he walks over. You know, he's still got the beer in his He's like, hey, buddy, everything okay? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm sweating. You yeah, know, I'm yeah, angry. Of course I'm are. frustrated with myself. I can't believe I've done this. The mirror the is mirror <laughs> smashed on the ground. I said, yeah, I hit, your, I hit the telephone pole. He's like, yeah, I figured you did. I heard a loud sound. Everything okay? I said, I think it's going to be okay. He said, all right, I'm just drinking a beer over here on my porch. And he just walked back over. He had no emotion. He
0: didn't even put his he beer down. No, he was th- fine. He was fine. He was
1: fine. <laughs> he was fine he was able to see clearly I, and I'm thinking about how mad my wife is going to be and how yeah. much time this is going to yeah. take and how much money this is going to take you know, so yeah when, when, when there's a lack of emotion when you pretend like it's not happening to you you can give yourself the proper coaching you can give yourself the coaching that you would give a friend Yeah. which is always positive you're always trying to encourage you're always trying to see the silver lining yes. and so I really tried to learn to do that
0: well, as we wrap up today, we always like your parting words for us and what you send us off with. What do you have for us today? Yeah,
1: you know, I am not. I don't have anything special to say other than what Holiday said, so I'll just quote him again. This is so powerful. Through our perception of events, we are complicit in the creation as well as the destruction of every one of our obstacles. Mm. So it puts the power in your hands. Yeah. If, you're, if you perceive and interpret events correctly, you can literally overcome any obstacle.
0: So good, thank you so much for the information uh, when you gave it to me before and when you've given it to us today. Listeners, we are always so grateful when you come up to us at Emmanuel and encourage us about the podcast, tell us stories about what's happened with you. Um, If you don't attend one of the campuses, you can go to eclife.org and see where Pastor Danny preaches and leads our congregation and our staff. We love hearing online uh, your reviews. We love the stars, and we always are looking for new ideas. So please keep coming With all of that information. And in the show notes, you can find the scripture that Danny quoted today, as well as links to the books for Ryan Holiday. Thank you, Pastor Danny.
1: Thank you. It's a joy.